0: You got to be able to differentiate yourself because there's always a lot of competitors and really the whole company needs to know the, the SWOT, if you will, uh, the you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats that, you know, you versus competitors have so that you can differentiate yourself in the market.
1: Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode.
2: Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. If it's your first time, and you love the experience, please subscribe. If you're a regular, I always love reviews. An iTunes review would be absolutely wonderful and obviously send this podcast to others that you think can benefit from it. By all means, take notes, but it is fully transcribed and we've got all the links that are mentioned by our guest in the show notes as well. So you're going to learn three key things from this podcast. The first one is the six steps to transform sales. The second is the six elements around messaging, and messaging is so important, and you'll understand why. And lastly, some of the sales enablement technology that once was for the big guys, but now you can use it. In your consulting business. So our guest has uh, 35 years of technology experience mainly in revenue growth. They took, uh, well, a part of the executive team that took a business from 300 million to a billion dollars and a successful exit and have also had other roles where they went from a 23 million dollar business to a $300 million business and a successful exit. So a lot, a lot of experience and practical experience on this show. So what I'm going to do now is hand you over to Craig Potts from Orchid Black. Welcome, Craig Potts from Orchid Black to the Accelerate Sales podcast. Great to have you here, Craig. Great to be here, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, look, I always love to start off with, um, you know, who are the clients you love to work with? Yeah, well, thanks
0: for asking. So uh, Orchid Black, at Orchid Black, kind of the market and client base that we focus on are early growth stage companies. They're typically founder-led, owner, CEO, don't have seed capital. It's mostly their own money. Uh, from time to time, may have some angel uh, money or other family money. No other institutional investment, venture capital money, or or private equity based money. Uh, They're they're tech focused and they're uh, targeted by, uh, you know, they have focus on typically targeted industries and they're typically between about two and uh, 40, 50 million in revenue. So that's our ideal client profile. Uh, And the the CEO founder has also uh, basically kind of said that, uh, look, he's looking for help. He's looking for help to, grow the revenue of this company, he or she, they're uh, looking to potentially exit the business as well, and they need the business to be operationalized. So, you know, we're a collection of operators and boutique consulting uh, expertise that can help people do that, and they're willing to listen and, and learn
2: from a bunch of experienced
0: operators. So that's kind of our ideal client profile,
2: Will. Great. And when you talk tech, I know that's a you know very broad uh, sector, but is there any particular not- verticals that you... You look at,
0: yeah, uh, not any particular verticals, but you know, uh, services company, consulting services companies, uh, SaaS software as a service, uh, technology industry companies, but pretty much across the spectrum of, you know, industries
2: and and solutions that those organizations sell to. Great, and what are some of the biggest problems that you help them solve? I know you mentioned a couple then, but uh, Yeah, 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 just go go into that a little deeper.
0: Yeah, well, we, uh, we kind of start out in our conversations and discovery with them, you know, and talk about in terms of value creation fundamentals and uh, with the end result of uh, trying to work with them in a, a few week period to do a value creation assessment. And in that, the problems that we typically uh, uh, look for and solutions to those are making sure that there's like a, a product market fit, whether it be for a product or services as well is are they positioned the correct way in the marketplace that they're going after the services they're trying to sell, the products they're trying to sell. Uh, they have kind of a staggered revenue history. They wanna you know, figure out how to enhance their revenue. So you know we have uh, some patented uh, uh, practices that help to determine that. Uh, they may wanna optimize capital, look at trying to grow through potentially raising capital. So we have uh, 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 folks that help out with that as well. They might need to be a bit more efficient with uh, operationally. So, you know, we work on cost improvement. And that's a measure that we have there. And then we also kind of teach them how to, if they're interested in exiting in a 12 to 36 month period, how to maximize their exit potential. So we have specific proprietary methods uh, that our growth services
2: offering uh, helps to evaluate that in our conversations with them great and and look, we'll definitely dig into the revenue component of the moment as per the, the name of the, uh, the podcast. but I'm just yeah. interested uh, I've got uh, you know a couple of clients that are gearing up for maybe um, not a full exit but certainly um, an exit uh, sorry an equity entry if that's the the right that's way to put it. So you know often people say you know what are the best drivers to look at? Prior to getting your, you know, EBITDA, or it depends what multiple or what line in the PL and they're going to use. But what are some of the best things that they should do to prepare for that that equity event? Um, what What are some some thoughts you've got on that? Yeah,
0: well, they have to uh, operationally be run such that they were a larger company, and uh, you know, but because when someone is exiting, uh, they're going to be acquired or partnered with, uh, typically uh, someone that uh, sees the, the run rate being uh, much more significant, that's where they're going to get their mo- multiples from. So, um, you know, we work with clients, we teach them basically and suggest to them that they need a strategic operational plan, like one client that we're currently working with here in my area and I'm involved with, we're, we are working on their three to four year strategic operational plan. And then you know, all the values, obstacles and methods that, uh, that, you know, they'll go through to get there. And this is kind of the first planning they've ever done. And they've already reached 5 million in revenue, for example. So it's kind of a new concept. to them. And most of it is also around uh, optimizing, you know, revenue. So for example, in this particular client, I won't name them, uh, (laughs) because we're in the middle of the engagement, I'm a fractional leader, I take Uh, a position as a fractional revenue uh, leader in the company uh, to teach them best practices, help them to kind of manage the business until they can get it on their own using the different playbooks
2: that will help them succeed. Great. Excellent. And uh, I know that you've got uh, six components of uh, sales transformation, which obviously gets those turnaround and that results from a revenue perspective, you know, what, yeah. what are the, the six elements?
0: Great. Yeah. I'd love to talk to you about that. And, uh, I, I, know we can dive in deeply on every one of them, but there's probably not enough time in this podcast. So you let me know which ones you want to dive into, but in my 35 years in the technology industry, uh, you know, I've kind of come across that, uh, uh, every organization I've been in has some sort of sales transformation that that it has to go to, and there's six through it, there's six key elements in the sales performance ecosystem, as I call it, and those are you know sales force effectiveness, uh, marketing alignment with marketing, marketing alignment, sales talent management, you know the people side of the business, uh, the operational sales operational side of the business, uh, the strategic side, and sales force strategy side of the business, and then in the area of sales enablement. Uh, That's a key, uh, very highly coined phrase uh, over the past 10 years that didn't nearly exist until uh, about 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, well, I remember my days at Coca-Cola. We used it, but it it was... Most companies that I went and consulted to after Coca-Cola, I was like, oh, okay, Coca sort of light years ahead of uh, many companies. So, yeah, I'm I'm sort of used to it from 20 years out, but uh, it's become more uh, um, prevalent. And just quickly before we dive, I'd love to dive down on the last one, that sales enablement piece, um, make sure we give everyone value in the time we've got. But there is, uh, I heard a podcast yesterday about the discussion that, there should be uh you know like a head of revenue now that that sits across all of the revenue streams uh not just looking from a sales or marketing point of view, so you still might have your functional leads, but you've got someone that's looking at total revenue across the business so have have you guys uh got that in your playbook or you know what's your view on on having a role like that?
0: Yes, and we see that role. And that role is typically called a chief revenue officer. Again, and that role was not uh, even a position, so to speak, until probably three years ago, at the most. And I, I personally have been a chief revenue officer a couple times at uh, you know uh, uh, high growth type companies. So uh, what what you basically own there is you know it's it's a, certainly a C level, not just a sales. Uh, type of role but you've got marketing lead generate lead generation which sometimes falls in sales sometimes marketing you've got customer success uh you know and it, it takes into the whole you know the 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 the, the entire revenue stream of the business uh, maintenance you know renewals and things like that as well so
2: yeah and it's funny when i when i heard it the term, I actually thought, well, that's what most consultants, you know, heads of consulting businesses are, right? They're very yeah. looking at that uh, across the line. But um, yeah, I, I do think, you know, these days, I know that I sort of split my time 50-50 between marketing and sales, but you know, it has yeah. been a lot more uh, intertwined and definitely in the consulting businesses. But uh, why don't we dive into sales enable- enablement? So what, what are the key things that that you focus on when you go to drive revenue in a, in a consulting business uh, or a tech, yeah. sorry, a tech or a SaaS business? What are the key things you look at under sales enablement?
0: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, really in the area of messaging and tool usage, uh, anything to help to automate your outreach to clients, how you communicate, your value proposition and things like that. And, you know, first I might start with, you know, for the viewers, if you go uh, now, uh, sales enablement has been, uh, is now such a critical role in organizations of all sizes. You have, uh, you know, different groups that follow this that everybody probably knows about Gartner, Forrester, CRNS Decisions, CSO Insights, all of these groups have critical matrix, uh, matrices for this sales enablement function that didn't even exist. Uh, 10 years ago. So I would encourage, you know, people to Google that uh, sales enablement and uh, sales engagement platforms. And you'll learn a lot about, uh, you know, uh, uh, good tidbits of information and also the the vendors that are out there. But, you know, what really is kind of sales enablement, just if you ask 10 people that, walk into a room and ask 10 people, you'll come up with 10 or maybe 20 different answers. But, you know, essentially, What sales enablement is, you know, to me is the strategy and the goal of improving sales productivity, uh, getting sales for your organization, and helping those that are responsible uh, for sales to sell better, sell faster, and sell smarter. Um, And then there are four different definitions that Gartner, CSO Insights, and Serious Decisions, and Forrester all have about that. I encourage everybody to, you know, uh, Google sales enablement for each of those. Uh, and there's probably something that will come up uh, for that. But I will say what Gartner, how Gartner, you know, talks about sales enablement. They're one of the more prominent out there is they say, quote, unquote, sales enablement is the activity systems, processes and information that support and promote knowledge based uh, sales interactions with clients and prospects. So, you know, that's kind of a mouthful and they're a shorter definition of it. But um. That's kind of what sales enablement is, but it is also about, you know, all of the content that you use to try to and that marketing comes up with. Whoever does marketing your organization, whether it be small or large, you know, typically sales and marketing are out of alignment and small companies and large companies, because they're not singing out of the same hymnal, if you will. So what sales engagement or sales enablement can really if, you, if you're truly sales enabled, uh, if you look at one of the most prominent vendors out there, which is owned by a private equity firm whom I knew know very well, JMI Private Equity. So, Google this firm and a great report out there by a company called Seismic. They're one of the top ten, you know, leading sales enablement platforms out there that are affordable for small small organizations or larger as well. But you know what they say that. You know, with all the content that marketing provides, for example, if if you have a you know mechanism in place that helps you be sales enabled, you can see an up versus not having a mechanism, you can have your organization can have a 350% increase in content usage that you produce. There's so much content, you know, and, and history shows that 95% of the content that marketing produces never gets used with a sales enablement methodology and platform, you will use that content because it'll force you to use that content. Your conversion rate on winning business can go up by 275% with one of these effective platforms, which that translates to, you know, about a 60, 65% increase in, you know, uh, revenue also generated. You know, there are also statistics and metrics that show, you know, the average deal size uh, because you're effectively using content that you're marketing people and really smart people, you your average deal size can go up by fourteen percent. So you put all those numbers together, this concept of you know automata of content and just following a methodology uh, well prescribed can significantly help you you know grow your business. So right. that's,
2: that's and when helpful. you talk content, Craig, uh, so for example, you know, a lot of us uh, use LinkedIn now as a great vehicle sure. to have organ- organic contact yeah. uh, content, or I should say. So, so how, sure. would, how would sales enablement link into you know, generating content on, on LinkedIn as an example? Yeah.
0: Well, and content, that's a good point. That's another broad term. <laughs> yes. yeah, content is everything now. Uh, content is a blog. Content is this podcast you're doing that, you know, your clients and the viewers here uh, can, t- and can actually help to grow their business as well. Um, content is, uh, can be Instagram, can be Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn, in fact, uh, one of the CEOs I've worked with in a company, we're, we're doing quite a bit of work with uh, Believes, and they're in this content marketing ad uh, marketing brand management um, space, uh, he believes someday, it's kind of like web pages will go away and all the content delivered on your value proposition and your, you know, solution is going to be through these different th- mediums like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram,
1: TikTok,
0: you know, Google My Business. You know, these are all forms of of, of content. So...
2: Yeah. And, and I think you're right i I do I do think that it's so critical having uh, your own list your email list because I don't think that will will ever go away and you know right. so many people I see wait so highly to a platform that if the algorithm or something changes then you know they're caught so I do definitely think um, if you're a consultant at the moment and you don't have, you might have a contact list, but you don't have a list where people are opening 20 to 30% open rates on your email. I think that's super critical, which is another great way of getting content through. So uh, look great, great explanation of sales enablement. We'll have all the links so you can dive deeper. But I know around messaging, Craig, you might have some you know if you can just give us a little bit more, uh, I suppose meat on the bone around um, messaging, and then we'll go yeah. into the rapid fire section. Okay, sure. yeah, and I'm about
0: to I, I use sixes and a lot of things, either three points or six elements, and uh, there are you know six elements or components, let's call them, I believe uh, that every sales messaging framework should have, and that translates to you know, a sales enablement type of methodology and solution. So what are the six, six components? And I'll, I'll give these to the, to the viewers here. Number one, the sales messaging framework that uh, uh, your organization needs to have is it's going to have a, uh, you got to have a value driver. you know, purchase, you know, purchasing, purchasing decisions aren't just being made on product features alone. It's, you know, do they meet the needs of my organization? And uh, am I understood? And does the, you know, person selling to me understand, you know, what I'm doing? So what's the value prop? What's the valid business reason for, you know, company XYZ to do business with me? I have to come up with that and be able to articulate it by understanding their business. Second thing is differentiation. You have to know how to differentiate yourself. So in your sales messaging framework, and engagement, you know, uh, methods. You got to be able to differentiate yourself because there's always a lot of competitors out there. So you need to understand uh, and have anybody associated with helping you drive revenue. And it's always the CEO, always the founder, and maybe other people if you got a sales organization. If not, you know, whoever's helping you drive revenue, and really the whole company needs to know the the SWOT, if you will, uh, the you know strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that you know, you versus competitors have so that you can differentiate yourself in the market because it's a very competitive market out there. Third thing is you got to be able to quantify, you know, the business pain, uh, uh, you know, and just not do feature function, you know, we provide this service and this service and that's the benefit. Or if you have a product, the product, you know, has this feature and this buzz uh, to it and all that. Um, If you just are selling on that alone, then you know that'll backfire because they'll, they'll believe your product's you know too expensive or it's more than they need uh, one, or they feel like you know a buyer may feel that you know you don't care enough about them because you're only talking about your solution, so quantify what their pain is, get to know
2: them, and really truly understand them and then four sorry, just on that Craig so what what's number three if you, you gave me a one one oh one. yes
0: uh well. The ability to quantifying the business pain. That's the the third. Yeah. And then the fourth is, you know, uh, outcomes of doing business with you, help your client understand what those outcomes are. And that is simply just proof points. You know, you've got to be able to show uh, effective proof points, you know, from different, you know, perspectives to that client. And uh, the fifth and sixth are five, ability to leverage the entire organization. You know, consistently across there, you know, how do you drive the message through your entire organization so that everybody's lined up with the same message that you are, whether you're the CEO selling, the salesperson selling, the customer order entry person selling, everybody needs to be lined up, um, you know, and lined up with that customer's organization as well. And the last and probably most important is you know, the owner of the business or executive or CEO or founder of your business uh, has got to be able to manage this messaging, inspect it and make sure that it's, you know, effectively used throughout the organization. We at an organization where I was a chief revenue officer, I went through a pretty significant sales transformation. This was a larger one, but applies to smaller organizations as well. We actually created for every employee a certification process as if they were all salespeople, executives at every level of the organization. They had to be able to kind of demonstrably go through a discussion and even brief demonstration on what the uh, services and product that we provided were would be uh, provided and the capabilities of those. And, and we loaded that up on a learning management system, just an inexpensive learning management system platform. And everyone had to do these Zoom-type videos. Back then, I think it was WebEx. And, uh, you know, as if they were talking to a prospective client. That's a real test of when you teach, you know, uh,
2: when you uh, teach something,
0: you really learn it. You have to know
2: it, so... Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And, and definitely for me, I think video is, is super important these days yeah. to get into your mix. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Like we've all been hit by LinkedIn messages continually. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually um, say to someone, look, this is why I want to talk to you, but to help you make that decision, why don't you hear a little bit about me? And I just put in a three-minute video of my story and uh, I had a laugh yesterday, a guy came back to me and said, you know what, I normally never respond to messages, but he said, yours was so compelling that I wanted to uh, reply to you and, and I'm not ready for your services now, but please put me on your list and I'll be back when I am. So I think, you know, using video as a touch point to get that message clear, it is is very helpful um, through the process. So look, that was brilliant. So we went through the six steps. Now, all of this will be in the, the show notes. It'll be transcribed. Um, but um, obviously, we'll leave some contact details if you want to find out more through Craig as well. But what just before we go into the rapid fire section, where I'd love to talk, talk to you to see if you have the sales system to increase your revenue mm-hmm. through referrals. And you might say, well, Paul, what does that really mean? Well, what I've got is the nine critical questions that you've got to ask yourself If you've got the sales system and, you know, a lot of the things that Craig's talked about apply to large and small businesses, as he said, and I've got my version of the specific things you need, you can answer it in three minutes. But the most important thing then is I'll jump on a call and have a plan with you. So not a sales call, but a plan on letting you know exactly what the gaps are and my recommendations of how to close those. So you go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash Pulse to get that. So now we've got the rapid fire questions, Craig. So are you ready for that? Yes. All right. Excellent. So the first one is, what are some of the the sales habits that help you be successful? Well, I won't
0: go into all the details on how it was raised, but uh, it wasn't raised with a lot of money. I had to, you know, if I wanted things I had to earn money to pay for them, but my father and mother, uh, great people that did teach me intense focus, uh, incredible discipline through, you know, sports activities, things like that. And, uh, you know, the uh, uh, go, always go the extra mile on whatever, whatever you do. So that applies through, you know, sales through running a business. And I would say, you know, this probably some ways dro- drove people crazy throughout my, the early part of my career where I was just sales and not an executive, you know, but they respected a lot is this follow up and follow through mentality. Uh, you know, you've got to follow up and follow through. Uh, and that is where people really believe, you know, that that you care. Do what you say you're going to do,
2: and follow up and follow through. So, yeah, excellent. So uh, you've mentioned uh, seismic, and we will have links to that. But what's another piece of technology that is essential for you to accelerate sales?
0: Well, and you know, the multiple organizations I've been in, I wish Salesforce.com existed even for. You know, a startup that I was with was a million dollars in revenue to going public back in the 90s, and it didn't. But you can use that, Salesforce.com. It's actually a sales enablement platform with the different inexpensive plugins. Uh, you know, to be able to use that. And we have uh, built upon that at companies I've worked with, companies I've consulted with. Uh, there are other even uh, lesser expensive but very effective in this smaller owner-founder company, HubSpot. Is, uh, is another one that also has different plugins for Salesforce, uh, you know, uh, kind of tracking Salesforce enablement and Salesforce engagement. And uh, then again, I would say Google sales uh, engagement and sales enablement uh, software, you will find 100 plus uh, solutions out there. You know, one of the very best is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Silicon Valley, and then at Silicon Valley of the South, Atlanta, Georgia, now live in Florida, but uh, Atlanta birthed a lot of these sales enablement type companies and and platforms. Uh, One that didn't exist, that's worth a couple billion dollars now is called SalesLoft. One of the, you know, uh, probably best sales engagement uh, products out there that
2: a five person company can use that, so. Brilliant. All right. Well, let's uh, quickly get through the, the next couple. So, what's the best source? You've mentioned Google and a lot of the resources. What's the best source for you personally getting more information on how to improve sales?
0: Um, I would say that, uh, you know, for me, I go to, uh, you know, multiple different organizations and people, uh, you know, as, you know, to, that require help. Uh, as an operator to help to uh, increase their their sales, there are playbooks uh, and and things that uh, that you can quickly find organizations that can help you find those that are you know kind of step by step playbooks that that can help you uh, increase sales and they do for me I've got a collection of many of those that I'm you know I share with uh, owners and founders of companies uh, for those that can't afford you know uh, uh, McKinsey and Bain type consultants and come in and spend a, a, a million or more to, to uh, help them to
2: increase their sales. Great. Uh, how do you give back? How do I give back?
0: Personally, uh, you know, charitable organizations I'm part of. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a very strong man of faith and uh, I give a lot uh, to, to that uh, organization that goes around the world to uh, help many other people. And uh, uh, so time and money, my money, I've been very blessed to do well uh, through the technology industry and genuinely just being an empathetic person
2: uh, to care about others. Yeah, Brand. And uh, the last question is, you know, you've given lots of great tips today, but if someone or us listening could take away one action to 10 times their sales, what would it be?
0: Hire the right people. People are the key. So hire the right people, uh, preferably they come from the right background, but make sure they have the right attitude, aptitude, and desire that fits, you know, your your business. They don't always have to have the experience and, you know, what you're you're actually selling, but uh, the right people with the right attitude, aptitude, and desire.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Well, look, you can find out more about Craig and Orchid Black. You can go to www.orchid.black. Once again, we'll have the links in the show notes. And you can sign up to the newsletter to get a lot more information around sales enablement, but that's sales transformation. And uh, you know, if you're a, a smaller business, you're thinking, well, how can I benefit from that? Remember that, you know, to have that game plan of where you're going. So, you know, sometimes it's it's much easier to to Find out where people already are at that level, and then you can set your plan up. And I think that's an excellent example of uh, what Craig and Orchid Black provide. So, uh, Craig, been wonderful having you on today, and thanks for sharing your experience. Thank you,
0: Paul. Very nice to, to join you, and uh, I appreciate it.
2: I really enjoyed that interview with Craig. And I was amazed just as sales enablement, which was a term that we used at Coca-Cola years ago, now is accessible for all of us running consulting businesses. So that's very exciting. So what I want you to do is move your learnings today into action. So why don't you share it with somebody and most importantly, share it with Craig, Tell him what you took out of this show. Just do that on the preferred social platforms, which for most of us, let's face it, is LinkedIn. Also, as I said, there's a transcription and also all the links that Craig mentioned, especially to a lot of those uh, sales enablement tools. You may have one, 10, or even 100 of your friends or people in your network that could benefit from this. Why not be a sales hero to them and share it with them. They would love you for it. Also, if you wanna know that you've got a sales system to grow revenue through referrals, just go to mentoring.com forward slash pulse. Please check out solo shows as well, where I deep dive into a topic for around 10 minutes. So please take action to accelerate your
1: sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is and don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.